0: Modern life is crazy busy. Power your midlife energy with all-natural Bossa Bars menopause energy bars. Delicious, keto, and intermittent fasting-friendly. These bars help women manage weight and energy during all stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B-O-S-S-A bars.com and save 10% with code KATIE10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. For many of us, midlife is a time when we take stock of our lives, what's working, what we wish were different. Midlife is a time to look at the clock, to ask ourselves, if not now, when? My guest today is author, motivational speaker, and fitness brand builder, Liz Hilliard, creator of Hilliard Studio Method. Liz looked at 50 and launched what was to become a fitness empire. She looked at 64 and left a 37-year-old marriage after falling in love with her best friend. If you've ever thought, I should have done X, Y, and Z when I was younger, I am too old to reinvent. I'm stuck, and it's too late to change lanes. Stick around. This show is for you. Welcome, Liz.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. That was quite an introduction. I think we're good now, right?
0: (laughs) You know, I think I left a few things out because you're also a podcaster. You've got online courses. I mean, you have a very uh, rich and full career. And we have so much to cover. You know, you launched a successful business in midlife. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have a fitness training uh, courses. You've got a book called Be Powerful, Find Your Strength at Any Age. But uh-huh. you know, recently you wrote a Huffington Post article that really exploded and went viral. It landed you on the Tamron Hall show. And the article is uh titled, I Was Married to My Husband for 37 Years, and then I fell in love with my best friend. And I am, you know, inspired by your courage to reinvent your life, to share your story publicly. And I would love just as a bit of stage setting, if you could share with our listeners, you know, why you wrote this article. What made you make this le- major life change? And, and how did you put yourself into action?
1: Wow, that's a very good question. And when I, I honestly, turning 50 and starting my business was a turning point, I believe, because I'm 68 right now. And that was a turning point where I started to feel my own energy, my own power, my own uh, self, self-motivation worth to find something that was new so and also to find something that really ignited my passion and uh not to ever ever overuse the word but i do empower the people around me by living a really truthful life and and that sort of started when i started hilliard studio method um because the workout was really became a community of supporting mostly women but also men Um, and then what now? I've forgotten your question, but I'm assuming the point of having the courage to—I think every year has taught me to come in more into myself. There's some. There's a release and a freedom to aging, and if you're aging in a healthy way, which is what I try to, in, in you know, to sure. bring across yeah. in my workout and, and is in my community of of friends and people that I influence. As if you are coming from a healthy place, you can not only use the wisdom you've got, you've (laughs) gleaned through all the years of your youth, but you are now empowered and strengthened to make changes that I think are expansive. And to me, I lived a life that I thought was supposed to be done a certain way. And I'm a child of the 1954 I was born. And I did all the things that I was expected to do, but never once felt comfortable doing them. And there was a freedom that I felt the older I got and particularly into my 60s. I have to say that my 60s are my absolute best decade and that...
0: Yay. Just like I'm so excited yeah. that you shared that because I, you know, I just uh, turned 53 a few <gasps> weeks ago oh, myself. I feel like my 50s have been amazing and if I have something more to look forward to in my 60s, I am here for it. Um Whoa. so you you so you had this uh life that you were living where you sort of felt like you were stuck doing the things you were expected to do. You know, you were in a long-term marriage which I know a lot of my listeners are just from Kind of polls and DMs that I get from people. I myself am in a long-term marriage. You really shook yours up, um, and and you know, do you think that you had to get to midlife to do so to sort of live this truthful life? To you know, realize that you'd fallen in love with a woman. What role, if any, did getting to midlife play in this this um, more truthful, authentic life?
1: I think that's a. I think that I know that I know for a fact that I needed to get to midlife. First of all, let me just backtrack my ex-husband and I were married, as you said, 37 years. And I would say 25 of those I would put up against anybody anywhere. We had a great marriage, which means we have a great divorce, which means we have a great relationship now. Um, That's not always the case. I think I tried to live as honestly as I could. And then as I got older, I was able to, to move forward. Now, when I decided to re- to leave the marriage at 64, I probably should have done it 10 years earlier. I It took that long because I had such respect for the man I was married to, even though the marriage had quit working. Um, again, I was thinking, well, it's better than most. And is that really the way you want to live your life? Oh, it's better than most. I'm getting along okay. I can still go to the country club. I can still take nice, lovely trips. I can still do these you know, surfacey things when I finally realized, no, that's really not enough. And not not only was it not enough for me, when I released myself from a marriage that was no, no longer working, I released my ex-husband so that he was also, you empower each other to live your best life when you finally, authentically turn around to each other. If you're in a partnership, is no longer working and going, I love you, but our, no, our partnership no longer works. And everybody's got their reasons to why. Um, I I think a long term, you know, death to your heart is a wonderful possibility. It wasn't for us, so why would I stay in a marathon just because societal forms made me do this? Now, was I attracted to women ever in my life? Never, not once. So, when I accepted the challenge of stepping out on my own outside of a marriage. I opened up a whole brand new world of possibility that I didn't know existed. I re- reinvented my sexuality, I suppose, because that had been something that had been on the back burner. And when you're going through life and you're raising children and you're doing a career, this can be uh, troublesome. And, and, and if I could give my younger self advice, it would be really keep that ignition, that ign- keep that communication. Because... The sexuality of your relationship does not need to wane it needs to it needs to continue and I,
0: absolutely, I, Liz. I have had so many guests on this show that talked about this. I've had a wonderful British sex expert who came on she 's written seventeen books on on sex and intimacy and her latest is great sex after fifty, how to age proof your libido and transform your sex life. And her coaching when she came on my show was look for a flicker, not a flame. You know, she said um, that a lot of people like it. watch Hollywood movies and feel like they need to be like ripping their clothes off to have sex. And she was like, not so. You know, you need to really nurture these little flickers and keep it going. I I, I love that that you shared that You know, if you could go back and tell your younger self that you would say, prioritize this, because I think that, you know, oftentimes women don't. You're busy maybe nurturing families and nurturing um, a career or a spouse or a business. And, you know, we often get put on the back burner Um, Mm -hmm. and you you prioritize yourself and moved yourself out of of your comfort zone. Um, And then what came next? You know, what made you take that next step and sort of sort of (laughs) share this story more publicly?
1: To share this story more publicly, I had to. Uh, it, it it was such a shock to me to fall in love with a woman, especially, a, you know, and again, if you read the Huffington Post article, I, I wrote, I had to write that. That was a, that was the thing I had to write in order to live, in order to breathe, to write it on paper. And I wrote it for a couple of years, you know, wrote in my journal for a while, like, am I completely insane? Seriously, (laughs) I've been a heterosexual woman all of my life. I have had, before I was married to my husband, there was only boyfriends, right? So, you know, I literally had, when I, I believe now looking back, when I'm 68, I was 64, just about around 64 when this happened. Looking back, I feel like I have finally opened myself literally to possibility. And when I really genuinely opened myself because I, and I say this too, in the article, I've I've been preaching authenticity, find your real self, find your truth. That's where you find your power. And so finally, little Liz me did did what I've been preaching to the choir to do. And it it was, it was an explosion. And so it was a moment in time, literally where this was a very best friend. And that sounds weird too, because she's 26 years younger than me. But she was always my dearest, my first call. We talked all the time. I mean, I'd be overseas and I'd call her and speak with her about what was going on and this, that and the other, just as friends. But it was literally a moment in time where um, we had a spark. I mean, as I say it, it was Cupid's arrow that just went straight into my heart. I pushed her away and I thought. Therefore, I will now speed down my therapist and figure out why I have this feeling for my best girlfriend.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Liz, that is amazing. When we come back from this very quick break, I want to talk about perhaps, you know, what your therapist said and how you got into action. Okay. Rosebud Women crafts beautiful, organic, sexual wellness and intimate self-care products to support women in midlife. Their Honor Everyday Bomb is a magical vulvar and vaginal moisturizer with basabolo Bolo to build back skin resilience. I use it and absolutely love it. Arouse, the only three-in-one stimulating serum available on the market, enhances sensation in a woman's own lubrication. Rosebud Women also offers award-winning body care products crafted to address the top needs of women of a certain age. I use the anoint oil on both my face and body daily. It is silky, smooth, and deeply hydrating. Join Rosebud Women in a lifestyle of deep self-reverence. A certain age listeners who use the code KATIE10 at checkout receive 10% off their purchase. That's katie I E one zero. Head to rosewoman.com for beautiful sexual wellness and intimate care essentials. Liz we're back from the break you um shared that cupid shot an arrow into your heart upended your life put you into action and um you know how did you share with Lee your partner your feelings at that time
1: um i am the person in your life that or i am that person that you everyone knows one like me that just deals with things right off the bat i don't wait i don't ruminate i go holy cow what's this and so I remember just being so shocked. I mean, literally physically, when I say shocked, I don't mean emotionally, just mentally. I had a physical reaction to this. And so and I'm a very physical human being. That's what I do for a living and all that. So I that next night, literally, I I walked out of my own studio and I went home. And I texted her, which I've texted Lee a billion times because we're friends and we, you know, she's the director of training at Hilliard Studio Method. And we're talking all the time. But I texted her and I said, can you meet me for dinner? And I, and I was like a teenager just waiting by the phone, waiting for the bubbles to come up. I'm like, what the hell <laughs> is the matter with you? Yeah. And this is when I really knew I had to call a therapist. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely going insane. Uh, This cannot be real. So then I saw the bubbles come up and she goes, yeah, I'll meet for your dinner. And it was a really quick answer. And, you know, when you get the quick text back, you know, you're like touchdown. So I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I go to dinner with her and, and we came back to my back patio. We were sitting on the back patio and I just looked at her. I couldn't wait a minute more. And I said, there is a problem with me. And it is that I love you, you know, I love you, but I love you in a different way that I'm not even quite sure what, what it is, but it's strong and you have to know this. And I don't know where this is going and it may need to go nowhere. And I may just need to go into some real deep therapeutic help and get through this, but this is what's happening. And I thought maybe she, I had no idea what she would say. And so she kind of literally, physically leaned in because we were on two different seats and said, I, she, whatever the words were she used, she felt a similar feeling. And there was such an electricity between us, I could not. I could not come closer than more than two feet away from her because the energy was just intense, And that sounds so weird. I know, but no, it, it doesn't really like sound fun.
0: weird at all. It's, it's, you know, I think you're describing that sort of electric shock of, of love and, and sort of when, um, to discover that she felt this too must've just been so such relief, but also so, so beautiful. And so, um, Exciting, because like, what's going to unfold and what's going to come next? And you know, I want I want to like just uh, circle back to something that you said a little bit earlier, though, a few minutes ago, when you said, um, you know, you felt insane and you were wondering if this was insane. And and I know when I saw you on the Terman Hall show, I, I watched the clip of you appearing there, and I will put that into. The show notes of this episode, so if viewers want to see Liz on Tamron Hall, if viewers want to read Liz's Huffington Post article that went viral, all of that will be in the show notes over on a com. But I'm curious, like you felt this was insane, you had to adjust to it for yourself, but then we, you know— other people had to adjust around you, and you know our society has become a lot more open about same-sex marriages. And of course, while you know dating at work can be complicated, many people date work colleagues. Um, but you also shared that you had a twenty-six year age gap, and because this show really focuses on on age and, and what it means to, you know, mature. I'm, I'm just curious, you know, men for, you know, for throughout history have been dating people 26 years younger. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, what if any one of these things was hardest for people to adjust to do? do um, was the age gap something that people really struggled with?
1: Yes. And I, I myself was one of the, I've always, you know, sort of had a contempt for older men that yeah contempt, I, know sort of like I know what you I know what you mean right of course yeah it's sort of like really you know that's so obvious and you know and and fair enough I I could be labeled that and and that is absolutely fair game right there because it on the surface absolutely it it can look like that and but it's
0: sexist it's completely sexist to have it be yeah, okay totally. uh, for men so, to date younger women no one bats an eye so I'm just absolutely. You-
1: but it was, yeah, no, we, we got that. The, the, the thing I think that was, is it was hard for a lot of people, friends and, and, you know, it didn't go down so well with a lot of people and I've, I've lost of uh, not real friends, but people that I was uh, close with that just really can't accept that. And, and you know what, I've accepted that they can't accept that. This takes a lot of time and it, it and also uh For my ex husband. I and I said this before, he really understood it, and I still don't understand how he understood it so well.
0: Well you Um, you picked somebody good and I I have actually I've had conversations with friends and I'll you know, this sounds completely unromantic but mm-hmm. i've said no one should marry somebody they're not willing to get divorced from. Oh
1: my god, that's exactly what i say all the time. Because if you know,
0: i mean because i honestly <laughs> feel like, you know, when everything's rosy and the bloom is on the rose mm-hmm. and everything's perfect and the sex sure. is amazing and there's lots of money and there's no kids and yeah. you know, it's easy to like overlook people's sort of bad qualities cuz like, you know, you're so into them, but you need to marry somebody who's just a decent solid you can human. Divorce. You know, because getting divorced is something that happens. And, you you know, if you're marrying a decent, solid, awesome person, Mm -hmm. there's still Mm going to be that even when you go through that hard transition.
1: That's true. And I would like to say, and also to your point, the part about being an employer and an employee is also a huge red flag. Mm. It is a no-no. It is a what is the Me Too movement about? Sure. Things like that. This looks like I'm a, you know, you know anyway it looks exactly the way we look at older men with women that they're you know maybe employed with it's a very very harsh you can put a harsh light on this but it's also allowed me to open my eyes and look at things in a more individual way and never make excuses no the workplace is not a place where i think it's a great idea to have a romance However, let's all remember that happens all the time.
0: It happens all the time. I know lots of you know all the time. we, so we relationships. we spend so much time at work and it's, you know, yeah. there things I mean, are nuanced. So
1: yeah, and look at the individuals of what that is. If it's <laughs> the last thing I did was go and prey on the people that work for me and they are all women and you know and it's interesting. I mean, I I I have no I have no desire to do anything like that and I but I realize how stereotypical my, my story is had I been a man and she still been a woman. Um, and so, yes, I have received a lot of heat as I, I think it's fair to receive that heat saying, well, that's just the worst thing in the world. You know, you just, you fell in love with your employee. She fell in love with her boss. Um, these are, these are t- tough things to get past, but what it got down to were we are two human beings that really, really were close friends. And had similarities that were beyond age and beyond workplace and were beyond we were beyond gender, and we discovered together the most incredible way of life. I mean, we're in now a four year. I guess we're going on four years being together. We both in in longer term relationships. We know that the the challenges will come even stronger, but the groundwork that we have and the closeness that we feel is real. This was not. A Yes, it was a spark in the beginning, but now it is this realness that it is when you have a relationship with a human being that expands you and allows you to re- find your creative ability and your spark that allows you to be your better self. And we're doing it every day and we're doing it together. We're doing it separately. And so if, t- if we can take away the stereotypical stereotypes when we look at people and and make a judgment on maybe what they're doing. Uh, or make a judgment more importantly on ourselves to say, oh, I can't do this because A, she's a woman or B, she's a man or whatever those reasons are, or I'm older or younger or blah, blah, blah. But if we can really know that that spark is coming from deep inside our gut, our heart, our knowingness, that place where we know ourselves, and it's there, we just have to recognize it. Then we can expand our lives in ways that I, I've never read in a book. And I've never run into. I think what what you're
0: talking about, too, with this sort of expansion that we can apply um, to a new way of looking things or being open to new sense of possibilities goes, you know, even beyond romantic uh, partnerships. We can expand the way we think about ourselves as, uh, you know, somebody who's a creative person or somebody who is a, a business owner or has the potential to to do things that they have not yet thought of. I mean. Um, You know, we really need to do the work to view ourselves in an expansive way in midlife because that's what opens all of these doors to us. For a listener who's sitting here thinking, you know, yes, I do want to be able to open myself up to new possibilities. You know, I do want to be able to see myself in a new way and think that new things are possible, whatever they are. What was what might be some coaching that you would give them to help them, kind of solidify this sort of expansive mindset?
1: Open yourself by, by if whatever relationships you're in. I mean, and this is, this is such a great question. It starts within ourselves, but life is about relationship, right? So our relationships can reflect back who we are, uh, how, how we feel about the world, um, when I started, when I was, you know, late 50s, whatever, um, I started really having some real conversations with the people in my family, with in my life, my husband, uh, which led to this. And what it did was it helped define what wasn't working. So sometimes you have to really, the coaching, I would say, is fine. It, whether it's meditation, whether it is writing in your journal, for me it is a lot of writing. I love to write and write my feelings down, and sometimes just writing down what's not working. You gotta, you've got to see what's not working. And if you look, if you write your little list of eight, 10, 10 things, and pretty much everything you're focusing on is not something you're passionate about, or you can maybe give a a, a rating to that passion of oh, these eight or ten things, then you can start to to get to move aside those things or to address those things that are not working in your life. When you finally do that, then the expansiveness can be there because you can have an opening that says, well, who am I then? That's Where such a partner?
0: great tip. that Liz, that is such a wonderful and actionable tip, this notion of kind of putting down like maybe like a pie chart of the eight to 10 areas where you focus your time and energy and asking yourself, like, do I want to be focused on some of these things? Because I think often we move along on autopilot and uh, we don't question the systems that put us into place and we don't look around um, to really truly evaluate, you know, am I doing what I want to be doing? And I I love that advice that you shared.
1: Thank you. It's, it's worked for me. And, and, and we all have our own individual ways of doing that. I just say it, midlife. I mean, what a great time we are in. And, and I do like to, to talk about the health of it. But I would have to say that the wisdom that comes with age, whether you're in a healthy body or not healthy body, is own it. Own your wisdom. Have the courage to say no, to say yes to things that you would have not maybe done in your 40s or younger or fifties in my case, I'm telling you, the sixties are a golden decade. <laughs> we it's are just like the nineteen sixties in the Americas. It was like, you know, hey, rebellion and
0: we're, rock and roll. <laughs> we're excited. We're totally excited. You're getting us uh, passionate about about what's coming next. And I do have a lot of listeners who are in the sixties, and they're probably nodding their heads right now and thinking, like, yes, like this is such yes. a fantastic desk- decade. Uh, I want to switch gears quickly though and talk a little bit about your business because I I adore the fact that you launched it at fifty. You know. I launched this podcast 35 days before I turned 51. And I truly believe um, it's never too late to do you know something like that you've wanted to do to try something new to kind of pivot. I know that one of your mottos at the studio is be powerful, right? You launched this business. You grew it into a small empire. It's online training. You've got a podcast, a book. Um, how do you harness this sort of powerfulness in midlife what kind of maybe one to two pieces of advice would you give a listener to get into action?
1: Mm, that's good. I love that. Thank you for that good question. I have "Be Powerful" written on the side of my wall, and it's in big print. And the that is the "Be Powerful" part of yourself is the part you accept. It the power lies with when wherever you sit. People that walk into my studio, and it is a challenging workout. It is not. You might think, you know, hey, she's in her. She started in her 50s, She's in her sixties oh, this is a workout that's this going to be easy. It's not. It's a very challenging workout, just like life is challenging. And it is the small places that we succeed or the places we see there, see our, our energy lower that we, that we find our power. So be powerful to me is owning where you stand this moment, this day, that moment in the studio. I can't do this move. I can't do the push up. I will own this spot I'm in. I will hold the plank. I will come down on my knees. I will own who I am. And so that is the crux of my whole, I didn't even know that until I started this business. And I just, when a lady said to me one day, what is it you want to tell women? I said, I want to tell them to be powerful. And that sounds like, yeah, run it, go out and start a ginormous company. No, to own the power that we have inside of that uh, have us right now, that is us. That when when allowed to be and just to breathe that power, you can absolutely do anything, including a push up. <laughs> so, it's um.
0: And that, it's practice, that, too. I think, like, you know, too, yeah. you know, you're talking about push-ups and planks. You know, we need to – I have just recently begun weight training myself because I was inspired by a guest who came on the show, a woman named Renata Joy from Pure Joy mm-hmm. Wellness. And she um, made me realize I should be weight training. And, and guess yeah. what? It's like slow and steady wins the race. I am um, mm-hmm. – not strong, but I'm getting stronger. And that's because I'm in action. And I think that we, we see that sometimes in terms of fitness, like we recognize we need to put the work in, but sometimes mm-hmm. we forget that we need to put the work in in feeling more powerful and more confident. And that resilience mm-hmm. is a muscle that only gets stronger the more we practice it. And, you Absolutely. know, and that, that-
1: Absolutely. And Joy you- is right. The resistance training, especially for people listening to your podcast, if we're forty or over, or really any age, but forty or over, you res- if you're not resistance training, uh, you will see the ben- the that's you've got to resistance train in order to to age your bones, muscles, your entire body in a healthy way. Um, that is the key <laughs> resistance yeah. training. And you think about that in real life resistance training, right? Going to your edge, finding that place that you're uncomfortable and then reaping the benefits. It happens in weight training. It happens in life. You go to the edge, you do it, you flex that muscle, whether it's emotionally or physically, and you get the reward for it.
0: Absolutely. And I I feel like this show is all about sort of flexing those um, emotional and resilience building muscles. It's about trying new things. It's about hearing the stories of women that have you know, reinvented different aspects of their life, you know, or, or, or just are opening themselves up to these sort of new creative possibilities, which, you, which you've talked about. I love everything you've shared. Uh, I am excited to put the, um, the book, Be Powerful, Find Your Strength at Any Age on People's Radar. Um, what besides resistance training should we be focused on in midlife for, for strength?
1: For strength, movement. If you're sitting right now, get up and move. I always tell people that. Uh, I hope
0: everyone's walking while they're listening movement. to this podcast. While you're listening, <laughs> I hope you stand
1: up unless you're driving your car. Yep. <laughs> stand up and walk. I mean, pace. When I, I mean, lots of women in business, kids, whatever you've got going on, there's a tendency as we age to go, well, hell, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna rest. I'm gonna do a, an easy exercise class, and then I'm done for the day. The body in movement is the body in health. The minute you sit, the minute you start to die. I, I really say that. It sounds com- completely drastic, but the the body needs to move. And movement also clears our way our, our emotional, our mental states so that we can also be more creative and more expansive as we age.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Liz, I noticed um, by spending some time on your website that you recommend, you know, sort of daily exercise um, either at your studio or in other places, you know, be- beyond walking on the resistance training. Like what are some ways that you incorporate uh, movement and exercise into your life every day? And if, if someone's looking to sort of get started, you know, how could they ramp up?
1: Right. Well, Thank you for saying that. We have. Uh, I will just say this really quickly. If you if you don't like an exercise class, or if you're you know you're intimidated, you don't want to go in somewhere. We've got everything from a about ten minute to a one hour, from beginner to intermediate to all kinds of different exercises. But all of my workouts on Hilliard Studio Method are designed to be safe and effective. Uh, we're not going to go in there and throw you into some craziness. Um also I'll give you a week free online. Um, not to be an infomercial, but the, the workout is my baby and I know that it works. And I'm 68 years old and it works. So but other than that, um as far as when I'm on vacation, people, well what do you do when you're on vacation? And I'm like, I eat, I drink, I have joie de vie, you know, enjoy your life, but move. I never, you know, I love rest is good. We need our body to rest, but we've got to move especially when we come to a stuck place in our lives. So um, I do, if you were going to do one thing a day and say you've got no time to do anything, spend five to 10 minutes doing some sort of resistance. You can do resistance without a thing in your hand. You can do a plank, a push up. You can do, you can stand against a counter, hold on to it, bend into squats. You feel your body. First of all, pay attention to your body. What, what in your body is needing your attention? Does your back hurt? Do you know? Is your tummy? What, whatever it is, pay attention to it, nourish it, love it, and move it. It's gonna, it's going to reap the rewards tenfold more than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I'm putting the Tamron Hall episode uh, into the show notes. Everyone should go take a look at it. Liz is obviously such a great evangelist for for health and fitness. You know, you're in phenomenal shape and um, you know, really have a, a website that offers a lot of wonderful training and different options to people if they're looking to do the same. So I would encourage everybody after they are back at their desks, I um, hope you're walking and listening to this with your AirPods popped in, to take a look at those resources over on acertainagepod.com. Liz, we are going to be moving into our speed round now since we're nearing the end of our time. Uh, okay. This is just a quick sort of one to two word answers that we do at the end to close on a high energy note. And I know that you have high energy and love high energy. So are you ready?
1: This sounds fun. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's
0: go. Okay. Hitting publish on the Huffington Post article was? Dynamic
1: and mind-blowing.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, the, uh, how about this? How did you feel when you saw that it started to get millions and millions of downloads?
1: Uh I, 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 I'm honestly shocked and empowered and happy. Just the happiness that people wanted to read my story.
0: Nice. I love that. It feels good when we share ourselves and it connects with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming an entrepreneur at 50 was?
1: The best move I've ever made.
0: Um, I know we talked about walking and resistance uh, training, but this simple exercise that every woman should be doing is very underrated. A push-up. Ooh, okay. That
1: push up. Nobody wants to hear that. And I don't want to hear that. Short, but I
0: hate push do
1: ups. <laughs> Ladies, men, do not take that push up past your elbows. No, after forty, you're going just to your elbows. It's not that.
0: Ooh. it is hard,
1: but it will do, work every muscle in your body, especially your back and your belly and I'm, your shoulders and your back and all
0: these good things. I'm glad we had um, this conversation because I feel like yeah. I could potentially do that. Do, uh, it. Do it on your knees. Nice. All right, this is gonna. I'm doing this right after the show. Okay, what's <laughs> <laughs> what's a food that fuels your exercise routine?
1: Oh, my HSM smoothie, my Hillier Studio Method smoothie. It's it. We we sell it in the studio. All the ingredients and what you want to fuel your body with first thing in the morning is protein, fiber, and phytonutrients, which means some sort of greens. And so that is my power smoothie every single morning in my life. It has been since I was 50 years old. Love and d- different variations. We, we have the rep- recipe on the website. It's so good.
0: Yum. I will
1: <laughs> put- we sell it in the studio in Charlotte.
0: Nice. Well, I will put those into the show notes as well. Um, okay. One of your mottos, as we already discussed, is be powerful. What is one thing that always makes you feel powerful?
1: Uh this sort of interaction inspiring people being interacting with people and watching how beautiful they are when they find and see their own power
0: oh i love that okay finally your one word answer to complete the sentence as i age i feel empowered Nice. Thank you, Liz. This has been a total treat. I have loved connecting with you live. I've read your Huffington Post article. I've watched you on TV. You have so much to offer and they're sharing a wonderful and empowering story. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. This was such a pleasure on my part as well.
0: Nice. Before we say goodbye, though, how can our listeners find you, uh, find your book, your podcast, and and learn more about the Hilliard Studio Method?
1: Right. Well, I am at HilliardStudioMethod.com is my website. Uh, our podcast is called Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. And you can find that anywhere, Apple, Spotify, or, and we're also on YouTube. And then uh, as far as social media, it's just Liz Hilliard HSM, Instagram, and all those different uh, venues. And then if you want to order the book, the first book that I read, uh, wrote, not read, uh, in 2017, it is available online at our studio as well. So I think that's all the ways you can find me.
0: Fantastic. All of that is going into the show notes. Find them over on a certainagepod.com. Thank you, Liz. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Do you have your own story of reinvention in midlife? I want to feature you on our new Instagram account, Age Out Loud. Head to Instagram to at Let's Age Out Loud or head to A Certain Age website to learn more, acertainagepod.com, because we will not be aging quietly. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties.